Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. Virginia Cavaliers seem to be back where they were before the Georgia Tech debacle last weekend down out in Charlottesville, excuse me, and they got beat in that game, as we know. Last night, they, uh, they proved again that this is a team that's getting better. And uh, Calandria, uh, as I said yesterday, I, you know, he, didn't perf- he didn't perform well when he was uh, coming off the bench against Georgia Tech. I think give him time to prepare. He he can weave his magic. He does a very good job. Twenty for thirty-one, three hundred fourteen yards, and um, just a good, you know good game. Twenty, I'd say twenty for thirty-one through one pick. And he ran fourteen times for eighty-nine yards. His longest scamper being twenty-two. Uh, I mean, it's a team effort. Don't don't get me wrong there. I mean, the, uh, he led the team in rushing. He obviously led in passing. Uh, Washington had another very good game. Uh, for Virginia, nine catches, 115 yards. And they led, uh, this is what hurts, uh, they led 21-14. They put up 21 in the third quarter. Uh, quite a quarter for the Cavaliers last night. 21-14 going into Q3. And unfortunately, they got outscored 17-3 to uh, in that fourth quarter. Uh, but the third quarter, they outscored Louisville. And Louisville was kind of standing around looking like, what, what the hey happened just here? Um but they put up uh, touchdowns quick, 4.15 to go in the third, 4.05 to go on an interception, returned 28 yards for a touchdown. Uh, Robinson did that, and then another touchdown with 50 seconds to go. Uh, that was a, a, a – Calandria had a pass completed to the 49, and, and they just took it in from there. For, uh, fumble recovery, 42 yards. Uh, uh Jones fumbled, and uh, it was picked up by Washington. He took it in for a touchdown. Teamwork there. That was the play, of course. Uh, Paris uh, Jones had a collision. Whew. Man, three uh, three guys, one on each side of him and one in front of him, and the helmet to helmet. He dropped the ball when he gets hit, and uh, and so the situation there is he was on the field for, for a while, and they did cart him off. All of his, his hands and toes and feet and arms and legs were all moving, so he was okay. Spent the night overnight in the hospital, but he took a hit, <coughs> helmet-to-helmet hit. Football's a dangerous game at times. We've been That's been proven. And they took the lead, 21-14. Uh, I guess that took a little bit out of the sales of Virginia. They uh, gave up a field goal with 11-17 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Virginia added one. to It was 7-47 to go in the game about halfway through the fourth quarter. They're up 24-17. Uh, the Cardinals tied it up with 6-20 to go. And they took the lead with 3-25 to go. And that was that to win 31-24. But again, Virginia toe-to-toe with a, you know, a team that's ranked number 11. 
that's that's impressive. You know, the, the, the loss to Miami in overtime last week down there. And then, of course, in between that was the Georgia Tech debacle. Uh, but then, of course, the Carolina win and the, the, win, the close shaves against Boston College, NC State, James Madison, the whole smorgasbord, as you know. They've been close. And only, you know, they, 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 of course, they lost Tennessee, an opener badly, and then Maryland beat them, I think, fairly uh, easily as well in a game there. But Virginia is improving, and they, they showed it last night uh, toe to toe with the Cardinals. Remember, there's a team that uh, beat Virginia Tech last Saturday, six days ago, 34 3. Now, that, uh, does that mean Virginia's going to beat Tech? Every game is different. You know that. Every game is different. Uh, just like a snowflake. And then the matchups are different. So the way the ball bounces is different. So uh, you can't say, oh, all of a sudden Virginia's going to beat Tech. Hey, listen, I hope the best team wins that day. I, always, I, always, I would love to see before I go, and I don't think I ever will, uh, both uh, Virginia and Tech arrive at the game on Saturday after Thanksgiving, both of them 11 and zip. And uh, that would be fun to see. That would bring a lot of national attention. Uh, to, to a, a Virginia-Virginia Tech game. And uh, then the best team win at that point. So, anywho, good morning. I'm Big Al. This is Sports Phone on 106.1 ESPN. Uh, again, a close game for the Cavaliers. Had the lead. Got it. Kept it you know, had it shaved before. Took it back to seven. And uh, they did that, as I mentioned, with 7.47 to go in the game. And then it got away from them in the last seven minutes of the game, giving up two touchdowns and losing. Anyway, you're listening to Sports Force. I mentioned, of course, Allen's on the other side of the glass after spending an hour with uh, Jamie King and his show. Be sure to tune in to Jamie King at 7 o'clock and uh, listen in because uh, Jamie always uh, has a good time. And uh, I know he did, uh, did a lot with uh, Robert the Bruce. And, of course, now Allen picking up the baton and running with it. Good morning, Hoss. How are you? I'm doing great, man. He called me Little Al, so I, I think it's he time called that you, I... He hadn't seen you yet. Yeah, I think no. it's time I come up with a nickname, too. I think no. we got to work on Little it. Little Al ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not... I'll have to call him and tell him. Uh, if it, it would be... If I were Big Al, you'd be Bigger Al, if that's uh, that's the case <laughs> there. So, anyway, uh, we got any big plans for the weekend? Uh, no, no big plans, other than hoping that my 49ers come away with the win Sunday. The 49ers... Come away with a win. Now, don't tell me here. I know you can't hear a forward. I don't understand why they're playing at Jacksonville. That'll be a good game. That will be a good game. They're both coming off buys. They're playing in Jacksonville, and uh, that'll be fun. That will be fun to watch that game. One o'clock on Sunday, and uh, I think the Niners are slightly favored in that game in Jacksonville. little bit of a surprise. They've lost three in a row. Uh, Jacksonville went 2-0 and in London, and uh, they're playing at home, and the Niners are a three-point favorite. I don't know if Samuel's coming back yet. He might be close. McCaffrey's been playing. They're coming off a of bus, so you think they've been healthy. Trent Williams, the left tackle, is very good, uh, has been practicing this week. So, hey, we'll see what happens, Hoss. Hey, I got a question for you, Al. I asked Jamie the same thing this morning. You guys have a lot more experience with sports than I do. Um, if a coach is bad in the booth, do you think that changes when he comes to the sideline? If a coach is bad, you're talking about a D coordinator or O coordinator, right? Yeah. All right, he's up in the booth, and he's not doing a very good job, you're saying? Yes, sir. Is it going to change when he comes down to the field? Yeah. Uh, 
I would think you get a better perspective of what's going on up in the booth. You see the whole field. You see everything evolve. Each play evolve as it goes. Go, they go through it. I mean, you can watch the wide. That's better. You, I, I think on the field. I mean, you could be blocked out by different things. A lot. Most coordinators are on the field. I think, or maybe it's half and half. I know the enemies on the on the field. And uh, I, does it improve to come down on the field? I guess the thing you can do there, the advantage would be you get to talk to the players directly. I mean, you can talk to they talk to the quarterback. I'm sure through headsets on occasion, but uh, you know, if you're down the field, you can talk to the receivers, running backs, offensive line. You can talk to the quarterback directly, and it's you know right face to face, and say, "Hey, this is what we got to do." That would be the only advantage I would see, you know, other than halftime when they all get together for about 11 minutes. Uh, but I, I don't know. I would think it'd be better up in the booth because you can see more. In that sense, but if you want to talk to your players between, you know, when the defense is on the field or vice versa, uh, I would think on the field talking to them on the sidelines, that would be an advantage there. So, you know, it's a, sort of a 50 50 deal. What do you think? I think if you're bad up top, you're going to be bad on the <laughs> sideline. You need to learn how yeah. to u- utilize your players, utilize the talents. And that's the problem with Wilkes and the defensive coordinator in the San Francisco. But, hey, they're, they're trying to sell me that it's going to be better, so I'll be watching Sunday. Uh, so he's coming down to the field. Yes, sir. He's, he's moving out. Yeah, I think the bottom line, so to speak, is that if you're bad, you're going to be bad no matter where you are. I agree with that. Uh, what did Jamie say? Jamie gave me the uh, Arthur Smith word salad, but I think he was in agreement, too. <laughs> the Arthur Smith word salad. I think if you're bad, you're going to be bad no matter where you are. I, I think that's that's – that's part of the situation there. Yeah, that's just my opinion. I agree with that. Uh, each has their advantages. Each has their disadvantages. And I guess, yeah, you'll see uh, what happens this coming Sunday when he's down on the field. Um, San Francisco uh, allowed 140 points in eight games. So, I mean, that's not altogether bad. But they just they hit that losing streak, Hoss. That's, that's what hit them. And because they had injuries. Well, uh, McCaffrey wasn't playing full strength. Samuel was out of there, and Trent Williams was out of there. So I think you got to give a little bit of a break in that regard. What do you think about that? We made Kirk Cousins look like prime Patrick Mahomes. There is no break coming. <laughs> when, I mean, I get our offensive injuries, but the, the defense just looked awful for two straight weeks uh, after being very dominating. So I, I just need to see more. Well, you beat Pittsburgh in the opener. Uh, Rams is a, is a division game. They can go, you know, they can be tight. They can go any way. They can have blowouts, any, anything. They beat the Rams and the Giants, giving up 23 and 12. Two teams that aren't very good, the Giants particularly. Uh, and, and but they beat Washington. Uh, Arizona, they gave up 16. This was the game you were, you, it really jumps out at you. Uh, to go to 5 and 0 and say, hey, this team's a dominant team and yeah, they're going to. Yeah. They're going to test Kansas City or Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Well, they gave up 10 to Dallas, 42-10. Then they gave up 19 to Cleveland and lost at Cleveland. I uh, went to Minnesota, as you said, lost 22-17. No shame in that. Kirk Cousins was having one of the best years of all the quarterbacks in the NFL that, that uh, day. Or that just so far until he got hurt. And then Cincinnati beat him. Uh, you know, you got Joe Burrow. There's no shame in losing. You don't like it, but there ain't a whole lot of shame in it. Number one defense, three straight losses. There is definitely shame. Al, you're being way too nice. I'm very surprised. <laughs> what? I, 
could be a nice guy, Hoss. <laughs> Maybe we should move Rivera to the uh, to the booth upstairs. We should show him where the exit signs are. Going out to leave the stadium. <laughs> that wouldn't be the worst thing, I don't think. Uh, San Francisco had a very good defense last year. I know that the uh, 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 San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Washington were the top three defenses last year. This year, this year Washington can't stop an angry pack of nuns. And I mean, looking at the defense this year for San Francisco, uh, through last weekend when they got beat, before last weekend's games, their defense was number one in the uh, NFC and number well, Cleveland. Cleveland, believe it or not, Cleveland's as far as the, you know what they use is a barometer to measure a defense's yards allowed. Right, Cleveland going into last weekend was two hundred. In Baltimore, that defense, which is incredible, they gave up, I think, a 151 last week. Uh, it was second at 261. In San Francisco, third at 278, just a whisker uh, ahead of Atlanta. So San Francisco, going into last weekend, had the third-best defense in the NFL. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's points, as you know. And Cleveland is going to get up 139 points in the eight games. Which is right there with San Francisco, 140. In Baltimore, 124 in nine games. How about that? In nine games. They are on a historic run. Uh, but ba- Baltimore and uh, Cleveland are actually playing this week. So that should be a great game. That should be game. a very good game. Baltimore, Cleveland. Cleveland's at Baltimore. One o'clock. There's some good games on Sunday. Um, Baltimore and Cleveland. And then Thursday night next week. A week from last night, uh, Cincinnati will be at Baltimore. How about that? The, yeah, the Ravens are are definitely in a in a bind right now. They they got their two bye weeks these last two games they had, but it's it's go time. <laughs> yeah, it is go time. All right, let's take that pause. Nine fourteen in the well, obviously we know what uh, part of the day it is. Nine fourteen, Cavaliers, great effort. No moral victories in football, uh, where they played again a, a top ranked team and, and led them with seven and a half to go in the game. At that point, it's 24-17. Again, it it, it, it eluded uh, Virginia. And uh, uh, Paris Jones got hurt, as we know. Uh, Tough loss. Tough uh, tough loss for them. Uh, But uh, more importantly, the the kid was was banged. The young man and the kid. The young man was banged hard in the coconut. But he is doing fine. And Virginia Tech women, we'll talk about that too. I don't talk about women's basketball that much, but Virginia Tech and Iowa who the two of them played in the national semis, I believe, last year. They tangled down in Charlotte, and tonight in Charlotte, you've got Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Liberty all playing in basketball. And I think Liberty, I don't know if Liberty's in Charlotte. I looked that up. I don't think they are, but they're playing a top team or a better team than they did to open with. Virginia plays Florida, and I got to find Tech and who they're playing, and I, forget, I don't remember what I'm talking about, but we'll find it. All right, stay with us right here, 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Alex, Sports Fund, and. And Allen on the other side of the glass. Stay with us. New York and Dallas in the NFC East showdown. Last time it was 40 to nothing. Well, that's not great marketing, but it's the Cowboys, so we all know it will be entertaining. So tune in this weekend on your home for the Cowboys in Richmond. 1061 ESPN. I have diabetes.
have returned. It is uh, 8.20, and we thank you for tuning in. We're here until 10 o'clock. We're wide open today. So feel free to give a call and talk a little bit of sports with us this morning. Why not? There's a lot to cover this weekend, a lot going on. Uh, basketball, football, uh, college football, pro football, as we know. Uh, this is November. This is where the rubber meets the road in college football. Uh, this is the, this is it. This is the end of the line. Uh, the 25th of November is the end of the regular season for college football. And that's that's that. Well, nah, it's a regular season, yeah. Uh, but it's uh, you got the play the conference championship games the next weekend, uh, which I think is what December third. No, second, second is the deal there. And so um, <laughs> that's when it ends. And then December, Sunday the third is when we will get the uh, the. Uh, CFP final ranking. You know, you know how it's ranked right now. You know what the deal is there. You got the top four. You got the, and then you can look at it also as how would it be with a top twelve right now? How would that playoff look? You know, I wrote that down, and I must have written it. Either I'm using invisible ink, I've gone crazy, or I wrote it on a different page. Which do you think it is of those three, Alan? It's probably the invisible ink, man. You're quite talented. Uh, I put it on yesterday's notes <laughs> instead of today's. These things do happen, you know. Ain't nothing but a thing. Uh, anyway, we uh, we'll, we're talking until ten o'clock. Uh, women's basketball. We don't we don't cover that very often here. But Virginia Tech number eight and Iowa number three. It might have been four and seven in another poll. I'd heard that, but three and eight. Right? Good, good, that's good enough. That works. Uh, they played last night. And, um, boy, what a game that was. You've got the all-world Caitlin Clark, who uh, – Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, great NBA player, Hall of Famer, said Caitlin Clark is simply good at basketball. That's all. I mean, he's not saying that's all means she can't do anything else. He's just saying she's simply good at basketball. She's very good at basketball. And they, the Hawkeyes won 80-76. to 76. 44-point performance now uh, by Caitlin Clark last night for Iowa. Now, that being said, she shot 31 times, missed 18, made 13. So that's not a very good shooting percentage. Uh, a number of the players in this game played 40 minutes this ladies' game. I think that was down in Charlotte also, I believe. That was tonight, last night. Tonight they're playing in, uh, playing in Charlotte. Yeah, it was the alley tip-off tournament. 15,196. The largest crowd for a women's basketball game in North Carolina. 15,196. 15-2. I mean, that's impressive. But Caitlin Clark is all-world. I mean, she is. Uh, she struggled you know, early in the game going 6 for 15 from the field. At that point, she was one of seven in three-point range, from three-point range. So... She didn't do particularly well uh, early, but the better late, and they won. Uh, even when she, she won shooting her best, she made sure she helped the team. In other ways, for example, she uh, got managed to get uh, a total of 17 free throws. So there you have it. Virginia Tech, um, they, listen, they, they were down by 10, came back, uh, got to within two. They took, took a lead. Um, and I, thought, I, I know I've heard the name. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronounce it right, but it's 
spelled like it's Amore, A-M-O-O-R-E. And she had 31 points on 10 of 23 shooting for Virginia Tech. Career best seven three-pointers. She was seven for 14 from three-point range. I mean, she hit 50% of her three-point shots. That's like hitting 75% from inside the two, inside the two arc. Anyway, uh, it, it's a shame because it was close. And a close game, and you know, it had to be disappointing for the Virginia Tech uh, Hokies women's team uh, with an outcome like that. It's just a, a shame that it came down to, to a four-point game. It had been nice to see uh, Virginia Tech pull off uh, an upset there. That would have been fun. Uh, if uh, the Hokies could have done that last night against Iowa uh, in the women's basketball, 80-76, your final. And um, it, it, it was 18-15. to 15. Tech was leading after the first quarter. And they got outscored. They played quarters, as you know, in women's college basketball. 18-14, uh, to 14, they, they outscored Iowa. Did So at the half, it was 33-32. Hey, got a ball game there. Uh, at that point, Iowa went on a bit of a run. And I had a 10-point lead. The Hokies shaved it back down. And after three quarters, it was uh, 53 to um, 48. And then the Hokies outscored them by one for the final uh, difference of of four points as they outscored Iowa. They busted loose in the fourth quarter, 28 for the Hokies and 27 for Iowa. Your finals, I guess, again, as I said, 80. That's a 76. Caitlin Clark, uh, as I mentioned, 13 for 31 from the floor. And uh, played all 40 minutes. Had 44 points uh, for Iowa out of their 80. (laughs) There you go. That sort of tells you everything right there. Uh, As for the Hokies, Amore, as I mentioned, 31 points, 40 minutes of play, 10 for 23 from the field. Kitley, the the tall center for the uh, the Hokies, she played 40 minutes as well, 7 for 16. She had 16 points and 16 rebounds. So there you go. There you go. Not, not pretty good night for the for both. A very good night for both teams. And that uh, I wanted to go back and check. Yeah. So it was Clark, Amore, and Kitley who played uh, forty minutes each. So there. That's that's a, that's the way that went. All right. College football this weekend. There are games that are uh, of huge relevance uh, when it comes to the college football playoff. As how things can Louisville could have gotten knocked out. Well, I don't they gotten? They don't know if they would have gotten knocked out of the ACC title game if they had lost last night. They'd have been five and two. But Georgia Tech would have been right behind, is right would have been behind them by half a game at four and two. Carolina, BC, Duke, NC State, Virginia Tech, all three and two. So Louisville dodged a bullet right there. Uh, to get into, to probably pretty much lock up a uh, play, a playoff spot, the ACC title game. They're now six and one is Louisville, and of course we we looked at some of the games there. They're scheduled. Uh, Louisville, you know, now what? They're six. We have one ACC game left, and uh, they've got uh, Kentucky to play at the end of the season. So um, that's. Uh, it's it, this time of year is just fun. I mean, all the college footballs, but you get to this, and teams are starting to knock each other off. Uh, Louisville closes with they go to Miami, as we mentioned yesterday with Habo. Uh, that could be an upset. They could finish six and two, and then you got to wait and see what uh, 
uh, the other teams that are right there are going to do. What's, what's going to happen with them? Uh, with uh, you know, you've got D- Duke. You got, as I mentioned, Georgia Tech. Uh, can can they? Carolina's three and two. It's disappointing. They, 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 I'm glad they lost to Virginia. That's great. Anyway, that wasn't disappointing in the least. But uh, their other loss they took the week after that. I think it was it to kind of snap things for them. Anyway, I think Louisville will make it. I don't. If they, they may lose to Miami, but I, I think uh, they may own some tiebreakers. So I'm looking forward to it being a Louisville and my uh, Florida State title game. Florida State's. Are they going to lose? Uh, you look at their schedule right now. They're number four in the country. They play Miami at home, Carolina at home. That rounds out their uh, ACC schedule. Miami and Carolina. So we're they're they're at home. They're in Tallahassee. They should win both of those. And then they play Florida. Uh, season ending from the SEC, and they do that down in Gainesville. So it's only relevant in the sense if they lose that game, they'll be knocked out of the Final Four. That's the situation there. So they do need to win out to maintain to get to the postseason's Final Four. And there you have it. Uh, Louisville now 6-1, and one, uh, looking comfortably ahead of, but they've got to play Miami at Miami next week. And you can't – you can't just say, "Hey, they're going to win that." Now, Miami's two and three, six and three. Uh, Florida State, or excuse me, Louisville will be favored. Uh, maybe this Virginia game last night maybe was a little bit of a look by game for for uh, for Louisville. If it was, they've gone. They, they succeeded in getting by that look by game. If it was that, I like to think it's the, Virginia is playing better football than they were, far better than they were at the than the beginning of the season. That's the way I like to look at. It. Glass is half full for Virginia. So anyway, that's that's how it's going to break down. A lot of games we play between now. But tomorrow, Penn State, Michigan, number one game. We'll talk about some of that and other games this weekend that are big time relevant games that can have a bearing on what's going to happen come uh, January, December 31st, January 1st, and January 8th. Stay with us. This is Sports Fun. I'm Big Al on 106.1 ESPN. Give a call, 327-0888. Allen on the other side of the glass, give him a call and keep him busy right here. Stay with us. Is back. Every Spiders men's basketball broadcast can be heard here on your home for the Richmond Spiders. 1061 ESPN. Jamie King. Back to the ACC uh, lineup. Uh, and we will. I want, I want to talk about the teams that are behind Louisville. Georgia Tech, Carolina, on down the list, and who they got to play this week in the next couple weeks. All right, let's get the phone lines first, though. Uh, that uh, carries more weight than uh, just uh, than talking about things. The callers are important. Steel City, Wayne, you're up. What do you have, Wayne? Good to hear from you. been a long time. Yes, it has, Big Al. I'll never forget about you. Just my work schedule is tough from when you're on and when I'm at work, so... I'm actually off today, so oh, listening to you this morning, and figured I'd give you a shout, give you an update on my Pittsburgh Steelers. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, five and three. A little three. disappointed this year. A little uh. disappointed this year, but on the bright side, they are playing some ugly football, and they still have a five and three record. Even though the schedule looks favorable, they could win ten games. That division is just absolutely brutal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and all these teams start playing each yeah. other now. 
you know? And the thing is, if you look, I listened to a stat the other day about Lamar Jackson, about how he's won like 17 games in a row against the NFC. And that's because a lot of these teams don't play him, and they don't know what he's about and what he can do. And I know it's a short career, and with the COVID and the injuries and everything else, he's never beaten the Steelers as a starting quarterback. He has never beaten us. So that game at the end of the year, week 18 or 19, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the biggie right there. And... um you know, I see Baltimore stubbing their toe a little bit. I see our offense getting a little better. I'm a little concerned about, you know, George Pickens, a la Antonio Brown, Antonio Holmes all over again. And I really wish that this would stop with these deep and wide receivers. I mean, this is nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, receivers think they, uh, they're, they're the best thing in football. Uh, and they're time. open every play, aren't they? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But what do you think the chances are? What do you think about that AFC North? Uh, right now, uh, they are, yes, they have replaced the NFC East. Last year was the best. Uh, they, they had the best record in the NFL as a, you know, as a division. Right now, obviously, it's Baltimore. It's, Baltimore. it's the North and the AFC. Uh, look at what you got. You've got 22 wins on the season and only 11 losses. That's winning two out of every three. That's a 6 6 7 winning percentage. That will get you far. Now, they'll start devouring each other as we get closer to the end of the season in head to head matchups, like Baltimore playing Cleveland in, uh, to this Sunday and then next Thursday playing Cincinnati. That will be you know, a couple losses in the division right there, obviously. So, uh, they're come down right now. They're the toughest division. It's like the old black and blue division in that sense. They're all doing well. Uh, you look around, you look at other divisions, you say, well, how many wins does that division have? You look at, this, for example, the NFC South, and they have a total of, what, 13 wins. And only New Orleans is 5-4 and four with a winning record. And uh, so there yeah, you, that uh, was almost like that NFC West a couple of years ago yeah. when Seattle was seven and nine, and it just seems like they all take turns. But um, you know, I, I, I'm looking, I'm looking down the stretch here. It doesn't matter how you start, and I know there's a lot of teams that are just slow out of the gate for whatever reason, and Pittsburgh's one of them. But it's how you finish, and you know how healthy you are. And once you get the cohesiveness there with your offensive and defensive line, you know, because this league, I mean, the teams just don't stay the same. I guess the rosters turn over about 20, 25% every year, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, there's always a turnover due to injuries, that type of thing. Yes. And and cuts to guys not playing well. Yeah. There can be turnovers. Age. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this down the stretch deal and, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. It's crazy because San Francisco, I heard you talking about them earlier. I mean, they were going to the Super Bowl three weeks yeah, ago. And, yeah. You know, Brock Purdy was the second coming of Joe Montana. And, you know, I called that. I called that when they were 5-0. and I said, just wait and see. McCaffrey's due to get hurt. Somebody else going to get hurt. And Brock Purdy's just going to get down to being a normal quarterback. 
And you see how good they are now. I mean, yeah. they're beatable. They yeah. are definitely yeah, beatable. I, I, you know, McCaffrey's playing. Samuel may come back this weekend. Trent Williams may come back this weekend. And they are a three-point favorite. I think it was three points or maybe one and a half at Jacksonville. So yeah, yeah, I'm a little a surprised by that. Uh, that will be a good that game. They're three-point, yeah. That Jacksonville team, boy, they can play some defense. That that team looks like it's firing on all cylinders now. Yeah, they but are. If they I play them, I don't want to see. Go ahead. Yeah, we we got we got spanked against them a couple weeks ago, and you know they obviously the, the the team was blaming the referees for this and that. I mean, just go out there and play. I mean, the calls are going to equal out yeah. in the end anyway. You know, hey, still City, let me tell you when the rubbers can hit the, the road for you guys. Uh, I told you Baltimore's playing Cleveland and Cincinnati the 12th and the 16th. Uh, the Steelers are playing uh, after Green Bay this week. You go to Cleveland, and then you go to Cincinnati, which will be on a, a nine-day break, 10-day break. Uh, for Cincinnati, so the rubber will meet the road for your Steelers. You got to beat Green Bay to get to six and three, because then you go to Cleveland and Cincinnati. That's so right there. You got Baltimore playing them, and y'all are playing them. And I'm saying your division, your records will drop a little bit because you're playing each other. So after that, you get Arizona, New England, and at the Colts, three games that are winnable for the Steelers uh, before closing with Cincinnati at Seattle and at Baltimore. So long way to go. Wow. Hey, we've got other callers to get to, Hoss. Don't hey, be a no stranger. Talking to you, Big Al. Thank you. You call, call. You. Hey, listen, keep in touch, Steel City. Wayne feels great to talk to you. It really is nice. It's been a long time. You go way back with us. Take care of yourself yes, and keep in do. touch. Yeah. All right. Take care. All Have right. A good day. Thank you, Steel City, Wayne. Good guy. I hadn't heard from him in a while. Let me correct myself on one thing. Miami plays at Florida State. I had it backwards a few minutes ago. I said Florida State to go to Miami. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Red Dog, you're up. Buddy, it's hard for me to say what I wanted to say. But for those who do not realize that this is the year of the James Madison Dukes like I do, yeah, all you had to do was see the end of that basketball game last night. Have you seen no. a replay? No. Al, they were losing by five with 3.8 seconds left on the road. God. And they got it to overtime and won. Yeah. Everything that school is doing right now is turning up gold. Do yourself a favor. The next time y'all just play a 30-second commercial, cue it up and watch it seven times during that 30-second commercial because <laughs> you'll, you'll have to watch it that many times to believe it actually happened. It is worth watching. Holy smokes. They were down by five with 3.8 to go? Yeah, they hit, a, they hit a Hail Mary three, and the buzzer actually goes off. The refs make them put like a split second back on. And then when they're trying to inbound it, they get called for a charge. So they lose possession of the ball without, without it ever being inbounded. And then they got um, they inbounded to a guy cutting to the basket, had an easy layup. You, you got to see it to do it justice. They beat Kent State on the road, 113-108. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were down five with 3.8. They get it to overtime, and then they win, what, by five and overtime? Yeah, 113-108. Yeah, they, they weren't going to be denied at that point. Uh, All right, boss, i got to run, but but yeah, the next 30-second commercial, cue it up. All right, Madison, Kent State, end of game. All right, uh, thanks, Red Dog. Keep in touch. All right, buddy. All right, let me correct myself. I did say, I gave out the other day, yesterday with Hobbo, and again this morning, I had looked uh, twice at uh, at two different 
uh, schedules where I said Florida State play, and then I had it wrong today. They're playing Miami at home. They should win that. That's uh, that's their last ACC game. That would put them, of course, at eight in Zippo uh, on the uh, on the year uh, in the conference because they're seven in Zip now. So because uh, after that they play North Alabama. And then they get Florida. Florida, they, they got to win these three to get to the Final Four. So I, I misspoke earlier. I apologize if you were listening earlier and I got it wrong, wrong, wrong. Miami, North Alabama at home, and then add Florida down in Gainesville, uh, south of uh, Tallahassee in the panhandle. So there you go. I want to correct that. Um, you know, if you look at the schedules for, for who who's chasing Louisville for, to get into the title game, because Florida State's in the title game even if they lose. They're going to be in the title. They're only going to have one loss, and Louisville has one loss. Everybody else has two. So right now, Florida, Florida State's in it, bottom line. So, but, so look at the other contenders. Uh, Georgia Tech plays at Clemson this weekend. Clemson's got to win that game. The way they undress Notre Dame, you got to give that to Clemson uh, to win that game, in my opinion. Uh, that gives Georgia Tech three losses. Uh, North Kakalaki, who do they have left? North Carolina has Duke at Clem at NC State. Now, they're going to lose one of those games. Yes, no. What do you think, Alan? Duke at home, at Clemson, at NC State. I got that Clemson game going down as a loss. All right, so that gives them three losses. Boston College, they play the Hokies at home. They play the Hokies. They used to play them in the Big East. They play them in the ACC. They played them in tournament and, I mean, conference title games. They played the Boston College Eagles more than anybody in the last 30 years from what I, something I looked up. And I said, man, it's got to be Virginia. And I'm just thinking about the matchups there for Virginia, Virginia Tech. But then I said, whoa, this isn't right. Anyway, they play Virginia Tech at Pitt in Miami at home. Now, Boston College has won five in a row. That's starting with the Virginia game. Then they beat Army. They beat Georgia Tech on the road. Army and Georgia Tech on the road. They beat Connecticut, and they beat Syracuse. And now they get Tech up. Tech, Tech's got to win this game to knock Boston College out of any thought of playing Florida State in the ACC title game. Uh, tech, and, well, more importantly for Tech is to get a fifth win with two games to go to make a bowl. Now, you know, it's six and six. You're not going to say, "Hey, we had a great year." Listen, Tech gets to six and six after a three and eight last year. Remember, they didn't play the Virginia game. That's an improvement. Two less losses and three more wins. So they've got to get to that. Hopefully, it'd be, well, it'd be good to see Tech uh, win their their next two games uh, to get to Virginia. Uh, of course, Tech plays at Boston College, and they get NC State at home. So that'd be fun to see them Hokies get two two wins and arrive in Virginia with six wins already in their back pocket. Now, conversely, if they need to beat Virginia to get into a uh, to a bowl game, to be you know that will Virginia fans may well show up in droves for that game to see if Virginia can beat Virginia Tech and keep them out of a bowl. And that would be, you know, that would give them another win on the season. They're playing better, a lot better at the end of the season so far than they did at the beginning. And I tell you what, they play play close games. The um, it would be fun to see a situation where that's Tech needs to beat Virginia, and Virginia would love nothing better than to knock them out of a bowl game. So we shall see what we shall see. So anyway, um, other teams that are contending. 
Boston College could go to six and two the way they're playing. Duke is three and two, and uh, Duke plays at Carolina. I don't think they're going to win that tom- uh, tomorrow. They go to Virginia. I'd uh, love to see Virginia win that game. I, they're capable of it, and then they get Pittsburgh at home. So they'll take a, they'll take a loss between at Carolina, Virginia, and Pitt. Right? You think, Allen? I think so. I mean, at North Carolina, at Virginia, and then Pitt. Uh, I would think between Carolina and Virginia could lose one that would give them three losses. And then Virginia Tech, or NC State before that, they play at Wake, at Virginia Tech, and then North Carolina. They're going to lose one of those games, I would think. That would knock them out. And then um, Virginia Tech's got the three wins. And they could win them all. They could lose one in there. Or two. At BC, NC State, and Blacksburg, and then in Charlottesville. How many? What are they, what are they going to win or lose out of those, Alan? What do you think? At Boston College, NC State at home, and then at Virginia. I got them winning at least two out of the three. All right, that gives them six. All right, let's take a pause. It's 849. Give us a call. I want to thank uh, Steel City Wayne. I heard from him in the years, and just a great guy. He goes way back to the the beginning almost of when I first got on the air. He goes back close to that. And uh, Red Dog, of course, uh, (laughs) Red Dog used to work with us uh, engineering on on the broadcast from the old uh, Kicks Sports Bar. I think it was called Kicks. Uh, I believe that was it. Uh, That was, golly, way, way back... I apologize. I've got a situation. Let's talk, go to a break. We'll pick it up. Stay with us. And we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast here on your home for sports in the River City. 1061 ESPN Richmond. Traffic reports on 106. Yeah, yeah, we had this little situation to correct real quick. No big deal, nothing to it. Uh, anyway, uh, so I, I think at the end of the day, all five teams with two losses will each take a loss. And I may be wrong, obviously. We'll see how it plays out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six teams have two losses. And there'll be plenty, you know, some playing of each other. Uh, Georgia Tech and Clemson. Clemson, of course, has four losses in conference. Hard to see that. But, uh, you know, NC State plays Wake at Wake. Wake's two, one and five. Will they take a loss there? Miami and Florida State. Miami already has three losses, so they're out of that. Uh, Duke and Carolina's relevant because they're both three and two. All right. Uh, we lost a board. The. Um, the game, the uh, game Red was talking about uh, James Madison. Remember, they, they knocked off in overtime uh, Michigan State Monday, number four in the country at Michigan State. They played at Kent State last night, and they were down by five, according to Red Dog, with 3.8 to go. And, Alan, you found the clip on that. I did find a clip on it. You, you got the audio, and you have, you have the, 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 the picture? I've got the audio, and I am going to need some time to be able to put it on your screen for you to see the video. Oh, okay. Well, we can, don't worry about it. I mean, we, we can, if you can't get it now, we'll get it started next hour. For sure. Let's not, do that. Not a problem. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Uh, thank you. Appreciate the effort you're doing over there, partner. Thank you. All right. Uh, college football playoff ranking. Now, I saw one thing I, I looked at this morning. It said the... Um, if, if it were 12 teams this year, 
it was instead of four because it'll be twelve next year. And they just had a couple different teams. Maybe it's an AP thing. It was different. A couple different teams in the CFP. I go by the CFP because that's what that's all that's relevant. The other polls are, are irrelevant at this point. I mean, they can print them and they can look happy and snappy and happy, but you know, it, it just uh, it just doesn't matter anymore. Uh, it just it's that's the end of the line. This is uh, what matters is the CFP, as we all know. I'm not telling you anything you don't know already. But if you had, well, we'll start with, we'll look at that at the beginning of the next show. I've only got a minute or two to go. Um, I had texted, I had typed a text yesterday morning at 6.52 to Phil Stanton. Phil is a, uh, one of the great guys you'll meet in life. Good guy. Always upbeat, always in a good humor, and a nice guy. All the things wrapped into one there. Nice guy. He's the SID. He had been in Richmond. He's now up at uh, Randolph-Macon. I know he, uh, he wanted to change and did that years ago. He had uh, his baseball thing going. And I didn't send the text. And by the time I got a hold of Phil by phone yesterday, it was yes, it was just too late. I mean, it's five in the afternoon. I think four thirty or something like five when I got a hold of Phil yesterday. So anyway, uh, we don't have a ruse. I know Bob had him on yesterday. I tuned in and uh, heard Coach Ruse talking with Bob yesterday afternoon. At that time, about four thirty, I think it was. So uh, I, anyway, Bob got him on yesterday afternoon. So that covers it for us. I'd like to have had him, but I didn't send the text. Getting old's fun, folks. Stay with us. We got an hour to go. My brother-in-law died suddenly. 